location, location, location within real estate is totally true. But what really matters in retail is what happens with, with the dollar? What happens with people's money? What will it look like when we do reach the new norm, right? How do I get there? How do we recover? And what is the way that we want to think about getting there? And the reality is understanding how things are evolving, um, even in the past two months, will be super helpful to understand what things look like as recovery takes place, right? No matter if this recovery is three months, three years, whatever it is, it's gonna be helpful to understand how consumers are reacting in the retail world. In the analog world, it used to be that all you needed to know about commercial real estate was location, location, location. In a postmodern, post-pandemic world, it's all about the data, the data, and of course, the location. Chart is an incredible tool that leverages consumer spending data and provides an economic and consumer behavior view of where the opportunities and the risks might be for commercial real estate. You see, Chart's actual sales reports are used to unlock monthly and yearly sales estimates for thousands of individual retail locations. If you need to do a deep dive into a specific shopping center so that you can better understand the tenant mix or the traffic patterns, or if you need the power of Chart's data set to tell you the brands that your organization should be targeting to fill the space, then this podcast is going to rock your digital world. My name is John Kowalski. I'm a venture principal uh, at Numo, and I'm the general manager of a product that we call Chart, which is our retail real, real estate insights platform. Can you talk to me about the void in the market that Chart fills and what it does? Absolutely. Uh, like you mentioned, there's there's a, a good kind of portion of companies that serve pieces around what's happening with parcels or sales or comps, right? From a, a deal perspective, then we've got other folks that are focused on, say, you're trying to chip away at what's happening with the consumer, oftentimes through what's happening with their phone and where can we kind of track them over time. And what we heard time and time again, as we talked to folks throughout the industry is, this is all really helpful, but at the end of the day, location, location, location within real estate is totally true. But what really matters in retail is what happens with with the dollar? What happens with people's money? And so we saw a real void in terms of understanding what's happening with brands spend, uh, sales rather, and uh, and how we think about that from a shopping center perspective, how all that comes together. And so Chart is really focused, again, it's retail real estate analytics, but we are working to, to really fill that void to say, how are consumers spending their money? How is that activity moving between say online and offline? How's it shifting um, between brands to identify winners and losers over time? All of these questions that Oftentimes we hear from the industry are, are being answered with, you know, one-off conversations or somebody told me this or whatnot. We're now able to really bring data to this and to do it in a, a more systematic way to allow us to analyze these things over time. Who are some of the other people who would benefit from this kind of specific data? You know, opportunities for, say, lenders, right, to get better sense for, for folks that they are lending to or tenants of folks that they are lending to. Um, to understand how they're they're working. This could be used from a marketing perspective. If you're a, an ad agency looking to represent one of these uh, brands or landlords, there's there's a ton of different uses kind of on the periphery of retail that we see benefits to. But again, I think it really comes down to those two groups that you talked to of, of both landlord and, and tenant. Does this tool have the ability 
to look at trends along category types? And can you shed some insight into how the data can be used to look at tenant mix on a moving forward basis? Sure, absolutely. So the tool itself can allow you to see um, how brands are expanding and contracting over time, how that's happening with, with categories. Um, it begins to allow you to chip away at where those uh, brands or categories actually locating both kind of geography, geographic wise and across the country uh, or within a, a metro area, things like that. Also allows you to really dig in from a co-tenancy perspective, right? This isn't co-tenancy in terms of the clauses written in leases. This is really understanding who tends to locate with this brand. Right. So that as you're looking to, say, find a new tenant within your own um, center, you can say, OK, great, this is my mix. Who would be a good fit given this mix? Or if I'm looking to attract a specific tenant, um, it's a great. Here's who they typically would locate with. Do I have these folks? And if not, who can I go get? Lots of things there to really help you kind of chip away at how does this co-tenancy uh, matter and how is it potentially changing over time? To the point, I think, you know, as we as we get into a new normal here coming soon, click and collect has been probably pushed a good several years up the adoption curve in many cases. And so it'll be really interesting to see, you know, like you've said with churches and, and gyms, like what is the next category that is enabled to really kind of thrive within certain centers because say parking uh, usage is, is different or click and collect really makes sense for this category, whatever. It'll be really interesting to see what happens there. The COVID-19 closures and COVID-19 sales data sets were really fascinating. Can you shed some light on the summary of what we saw with online only versus in-store sales and how that is different among different categories? Two pieces of software that we're making available uh, to the public to really kind of help the industry as we focus on recovery here. Um, one is a closures tool, which really looks at statewide mandates, and brand specific and center specific kind of public information brings all that together to, to help you understand, you know, essentially what's closed, what's open, what's modified, who's making new offerings uh, available, things like that. The reality is that's changing rapidly, as we know, day to day. But we've also stood up a sales tool that really allows us to say, OK, great. If we look at kind of the pre pre COVID situation as essentially the four weeks that end March 2nd and say, great, that was a time period where essentially retail wasn't affected. We then look week by week after that point to see what's happening from a spend perspective, from an online versus offline frequency and basket size, right? To really start to tease out how are things changing, right? We, most of us saw, it was a couple of weeks ago, Commerce Department came out with, hey, we're down roughly 8% between February and March for retail sales. And there were some breakdowns for categories, but it's not helpful to have a statistic like that and then begin to ask yourself questions like, well, what can I do with that, right? So what we set out to do uh, in collaboration with, with our clients is to say, okay, great. How do we understand what categories are getting affected and then specifically which brands are getting affected in which way? Because um, one of the things we saw is, for example, hardware home improvement is way up, right? And it's way up uh, both in terms of in-store and online, right? They've been able to, to really capture both. There are other categories like food where we've seen drastic fall off, but things are shifting online. Uh, if you look at various uh, various brands there, they've clearly shifted to a, a pickup only type of situation. They're still not kind of back to normal in terms of overall spend, but they're figuring out ways to move things online to kind of react to the new normal that we're facing. Can you give an example of how 
this tool could also benefit some of the regional or mom and pop types of tenants? Sure. So one of the things we do in chart is we have what we call an emerging brand finder. What we're doing is we're tracking across, you know, tens of millions of locations to really try to find up and coming brands. And so we attempt to brand together anything that has roughly two or three locations to essentially say, great, this is a brand we want to track them over time. We are tracking for those brands, uh, openings and closing of stores. We're also tracking um, sales performance based on their credit and debit transactions, a panel of that data. Um, and so what this could help with is to your point about projections, if you say run into a, a brand that has say two or three locations or looking to expand to their fourth, typically this brand is going to be viewed as a, a black box by many folks kind of involved in the transaction, right? Because they're, they're, they're not known yet. We don't quite know what's going to happen. What you're able to do is start to drill down and say, great, with the three stores you do have, I see that your sales are increasing eight or 10% year over year last year, right? That gives you a sense for, is this a brand I wanna take a chance on? Is this a brand that I wanna make an investment in if I'm a, a landlord? It starts to really open things up to folks who aren't tried and true, uh, but are big enough where that we have some data on them to really start to explain who they are and, and if you will, introduce themselves to the market. For example, like a, franchisee may LLC at, at different, they might have different legal entities for different store locations. How do you assimilate all of these data points and make sure that we're dealing with the same brand? We tend to focus at the brand level. And so this, this would be most helpful probably for a brand that is small and emerging. An, an example comes to mind of a Tex-Mex uh, restaurant that one of our clients came to us with and said, hey, they've got, I think it's, you know, they've got two locations in Houston. They just opened up this new one in Dallas. Like, what can you tell us about them, right? In this case, it was all the same company. Their point of sales data from the, the card swipes were all the same name. And so we were able to build it on that. For when we get into franchisees of national brands, it gets a little trickier in terms to start to tease out exactly who, like what the transactions are for the stores owned by this individual, um, we're, we're better positioned right now to, to work on brand-wide things. Are, are those brands volunteering that sales data or are you getting it from a third party? How are you making that match between same store sales by location? And can you tell me a little bit about the back end of the machine here so that the end user can appreciate how accurate the information Absolutely. is? Absolutely. So we've got a number of uh, data partnerships that we have uh, with folks. And one of those is around, um, or several of those, I should say, is around consumer spend data, right? So we have panels um, of, if you will, millions of households within the United States where we can basically see the credit and deb debit transactions um, on a daily basis across these households. And so what we do is we aggregate that. So we're looking at it within chart, uh, say, about 20 billion credit card transactions that we scour to really understand what's happening by brand, what's happening by brand within a region, um, and potentially what's happening within an individual store, right? And so that's where we're getting all of this information. It's not through, um, you know, collaboration with brands, et cetera. It's not kind of self-reported from brands. It's more so saying, great, let's take a, a pretty robust sample of the United States let's look at that and see how they're spending their money over time. And so that data is, is powering both kind of the traditional chart tool, as well as um, the, the COVID sales related tool that we have. I previously worked for a Fortune 100 REIT. We attended in one of their malls. You had to report mm -hmm. sales. If a particular 
portion of the shopping center was doing better than another portion. That was helpful from a sales presentation mm-hmm. standpoint. If someone wanted to negotiate a lower price, we'd say there's more sales happening on the West Wing than the East Wing, for example. From a sales performance perspective, I don't know if there's a tool out there that really tells us that yet. Are you unique in that role? Or can you just describe from a high level what's going on with the the potential of using sales data to negotiate yep. deals? Happy to. Uh, so it is not live in the tool today. It's something that we're working on developing right now, um, which we're calling single store sales, right? And that's in taking kind of this nationwide data set and trying to understand what happens within four walls of a store based on all the transactions that we see. Uh, it's something that we're working on. It's something that uh, folks across both you know, landlord and tenant are super interested in. And to your point, if I'm a tenant, right, that helps me understand what are the hotspots within the center? Uh, what are the hotspots within a region? How can I really get a sense for where I should do better or worse? And how can I then get an appropriate rent? And then the same is true from the landlord side to say, how do I see, I know I know the, the sales within my own mall, right? Because besides my anchors, I probably get reports every month or two, um, but I don't know what's happening three miles down the road at competitor center, right? And I can make a bunch of phone calls and I could get a decent sense of it, but how do I actually figure out what's happening, uh, what's happening over time, how things are changing with, with what's going on. Um, so all of that should be made uh, available through this single store sales tool, which we're really excited about and working toward um, as we move forward. Again, both landlord and tenant will have significant use cases here. This is the kind of information that can really separate you from the rest of the pack in terms of the qualitative and quantitative information you can share with your clients so that they can make better decisions. Mm-hmm. When you price this, who did you have in mind as your customer? Is it brokers? Is it landlords? We started our journey with landlords. So we had our initial discussions, really got deep with with landlords in particular. That helped us to get a better sense for what are some of the problems around identifying the right tenant, understanding how things around me are changing, et cetera. Uh, when we talked in Atlanta last fall, that was when we had begun uh, conversations with brokers, uh, with individual brands themselves, et cetera. And so really this is a tool that's meant for essentially anyone in the value chain of a retail real estate transaction, right? Whether that's uh, a full out purchase, uh, net lease, you know, lease deal, et cetera, right? And, and that's on both sides of the, of, of the spectrum. And the reality is the model for access, subscriptions, reports, et cetera, is gonna vary based on who that party is and what their activity looks like. And we wanna make sure that we have a tool, um, a platform, and ultimately a user model that supports all of those folks with whatever their needs might be. When you look at your data sets, are you getting data nationally? Um, so we are we source our data nationally. The reality is with the density that we see right in the, the middle part of the country, you do just have less data as as a, a basis. Um, but we all of our um, transaction and location data is all sourced nationally. And so that it should be representative to what's happening in those locations. What you will see if you start playing around with the tool, especially on the closures tool, is that um, when we get to a national view, we do some sampling on the data just to make sure it's kind of easy to digest at first. As you zoom in, you'll actually see more of those points kind of pop up um, as you as you browse to a specific geography that you're interested in. 
has the level of interest in chart, have you seen that change as a direct result of the pandemic? The current situation that we're finding ourselves in, right, is, is I think only serving to further accelerate the amount of change we've seen in the industry, right? We saw it this morning with some more um, announcements for, for bankruptcy and, and everyone has their mind on what will it look like when we do reach the new norm, right? How do I get there? How do we recover? And what is the way that we want to think about getting there? And the reality is understanding how things are evolving, um, even in the past two months, will be super helpful to understand what things look like as recovery takes place, right? No matter if this recovery is three months, three years, whatever it is, it's gonna be helpful to understand how consumers are reacting in the retail world um, as we begin to think about what's next. So yes, it's absolutely spiked interest. And I think especially as things have been closed from a physical perspective, there's been a lot of interest to understand, hey, which brands are doing well online, even though their stores are closed. When you look forward into the future, once some of the dust, the dust settles, how do you see chart evolving as a tool to serve the industry? One, we'll continue to always be connected with our users to really understand their, their problems, right? And that's, that's fundamentally fueled kind of the development uh, up till now, including the two offerings we just released. But the reality is, as we figure out what this new normal looks like, I think to your point, and to the point with some of the bankruptcies that we're seeing come out, tenant health from a financial perspective will be more important than ever. And so chart specifically because we do look at consumer spend allows us to get a better sense for what's actually happening at the cash register. Many other folks have put out um, stuff related to, hey, what does foot traffic look like? And I can I can show you a graph that says, hey, you know, everything fell off for movie theaters or visits were up to grocery stores, but now they're actually down, right? That is super helpful. And in the old paradigm of us knowing how people spent their money when they made trips, that was very informative. The reality is what we're seeing is basket size is way up. Frequency of visit is way down. And so the same cell phone ping that I used to think was associated with X dollars to go to a grocery store is now worth a very different amount of money, right? And so I think until we establish these new norms and, and understand better again what a cell phone ping or some other source of data actually equates to from a financial perspective, looking at the real consumer spend will be more valuable than ever. And so that, again, is where Chart is focused to make sure that we can deliver the best um, insights to our clients, especially in this time of change. Where these different worlds come together, is there a, a future there where you guys are looking at being able to source data from from non-real estate industries absolutely so both sourcing and serving right we've had, we've had a ton of um of interest from folks who do marketing and advertising to really kind of try to understand better who their who the brands they serve are actually serving from a consumer perspective and so we're, we're looking at things there we're always looking at you know what are other sources of data that we could use to help make this richer but but in doing so in a way that that moves the needle, right? We're not just out to add a bunch of data to, to, to add data. We're constantly looking for who are additional partners who we can use to really unlock the next aha. Um, and that continues to be something that we dig into. On categories, there was gas stations and then there was mm -hmm. convenience stores. What's the delineating factor? Categories are always a, a fun topic. The 
reality there is you do tend to have some that are a bit more standalone than a full-fledged convenience store. You'll see, for example, um, 7-Eleven shows up in convenience stores. They Those tend to not have gas pumps with them. Um, whereas you might see, you know, regionally, I'm in Pittsburgh, a get-go or a Sunoco or whatever, those are going to pop up with um, with gas stations. The reality is there's overlap between those two categories as, as we think about them. But what we've tried to do is um, assign each chain a primary category that best delineates what they do with the reality that you're going to have secondary categories on on brands as well right so in the in that case uh a a get-go right that might be more of a convenience store would also have gas and so therefore it'd be categorized both ways the reality is at some point we've got to choose one or the other at least for a primary purpose and uh and so one of the things we're doing inside the tool is to allow you to then see what, what brands make up this category, right? So that you can have transparency to say, okay, categorization is never perfect, right? But I can at least see who's included in this category. So then I get a sense for, is this what I'm looking at or should I be looking at you know comparing these specific brands to each other? I'm not an accountant, but I can appreciate a, a better qualified tenant. If I were to look at a comprehensive financial statement, that could get mm -hmm. overwhelming and when really all I care about is the bottom line. You know, are there enough sales here to be able to pay the rent? In terms of reporting, how user-friendly is it? Because the website seems really intuitive, super clean and easy. I would say there's there's levels depending on uh, who wants to be using it, right? So we have a brand analysis tool that's part of the chart platform. It was designed for uh, you know a leasing agent, a research analyst, whoever, uh, to get smart on a brand in five minutes or less, right? And this takes us through... What's their overall footprint look like? Are they expanding or contracting? If so, where? What are their sales performance look like over the last three years? How does their online versus offline uh, mix look like? And how's that been evolving? And then what is their co-tenancy? And then what we call co-spending or some might call cross-shopping look like to really understand there, where would they be a good fit from a co-tenancy perspective and where they like to locate themselves? And then where is the real crossover with a consumer in terms of where they spend their money. So all of that information is available for about 47,000 brands. And that's available again in a single uh, report that we have tried to make easy to understand and read so that in five minutes you can get really smart on a brand. The reality is every piece of data you see on that page is then exportable. So if you want to take that into your own Excel model or put it in Tableau or wherever you're going to use the data, right? We want to make sure we empower our power users that want to go off and totally geek out on the data, as well as folks who have like literally five minutes before a call and they just want to understand who this brand is. And so we've tried to, to be thoughtful from the very beginning of how do we best serve the customers across that continuum. How do people get access to chart and do you have any information about pricing sure. you can share? We have started with with the introduction of uh, some of our newer tools around kind of the current situation. We've started a 14 day trial where basically anyone who goes onto our website at chart.numo.com can access uh, the entire tool suite for 14 days, absolutely free to really understand what's in there. Um, the reality is we've so far been an enterprise based tool. We've typically sold to, um, you know, entire uh, organizations. And so our pricing is is very much custom based on size, use case, things like that. Um, an offer I'd like to make, you know, for all of your listeners is going above and beyond the 14-day trial. I'd like to offer your listeners uh, a 30-day trial for absolutely free, again, to make sure that we are trying to help the industry in any way that we can right now. 
And so if you email us at chart at pneumo.com, uh, you know, let us know you're interested in a trial. We'll get you hooked up for 30 days. And then as you begin to really discover what value chart can bring to you, we can have a discussion on what makes sense uh, in terms of pricing and make sure that we can we can come to something that you know works for both sides. And that was chart.numo.com. That's correct. Yeah. And the email would be chart at numo.com. It's always exciting to talk to you. I'm really looking forward to seeing where this tool goes and the value that it creates present day. I look forward to keeping in touch Likewise. with John. Thanks so much, Justin. 